0: Hey friends, so we posted a little thing online last week that got some attention. Some good and some bad attention, or not great. We didn't know if we should talk about this, and we don't normally do this, but we figured that if we're dealing with it, there's a pretty good chance that you are or you're going to be.
1: Today on Honestly Dear Listener, we're pulling back the curtain of our little show to talk about what happens when people are mean on social media. We'll use examples of what just happened to us and we'll talk about strategies that we're using in real time on what we're doing about it, including recognizing what we can control and what we can't. I'm Emily Hatch. And I'm Carrie Schaefer. And this is Honestly, Dear Listener. This week's
0: episode is a pretty interesting one because we had started recording some of our conversations after the podcast just because they can be super interesting. And uh, we recorded this after a podcast
1: and decided we would release it as an episode. So we originally this week had something else scheduled that we were going to release, but we thought that this was timely. And so we're just going to play a conversation that we had together of us processing through some things that had happened recently on social media. Okay, for context here, Emily is referencing a short video we posted on Instagram and TikTok that was cut together from last week's larger episode, which, by the way, is episode 17, entitled, Is This All There Is?
0: I said that hysterectomies are called that because they believed that lady parts made women crazy. Um... So the way I phrased it, let's just be clear, the hysterectomy wasn't named after hysteria. Hysteria was named after the hysterectomy. And then people just lost their fucking minds and, like, told me I was stupid online. Uh, What I'm saying is that it is true and that they thought that uteruses were the cause of everything wrong with a woman. And that's where hysteria came in to play. Like, it was created about women because it means of the womb and a lot of you guys too like have reacted to that positively and being like wow this is some bullshit um and just a little tidbit by the way I didn't intend on doing this but um it wasn't until like 1980 that they stopped using female hysteria as a diagnosis
1: gosh wow
0: so it is a problem, and mm-hmm. maybe hyster means of the womb in Greek, but the history of hysteria is what I was addressing. I do want to be clear. The way I said it was confusing. So I then, like, went through this whole thing in my brain of, like, am I am I wrong? Did I say that in a bad way? Like, but with that was this huge heaping helping of shame And, and cruelty that people speak to me with, I just don't, I don't want to do that. Like, with us talking more about feminist issues, uh, it scares me. And I, like I was saying, I don't think we shouldn't talk about it, but I'm afraid to because it just opens up the shit that I don't like fighting with people. I don't like when people aren't happy with me. (laughs)
1: You know? Yeah, I want to be for everyone. We want to be for everyone, but by talking about these controversial issues, that takes our every down, and I'm scared about that. Just because I want to, I I want to be liked unconditionally. I do, but that's not the reality. And and I like you said, that doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about these things. But you're right. It, it, we. We experienced a little bit of discomfort when we had people pushing up against these issues that are women issues in, in this last week. And that sucks. I'm really bad at it. Me too. I don't, I don't want to fight. I, I just assume go along in the world with my people and never fight about anything. So it's hard when conflict happens we're going to have a podcast about art and especially from the lens of being a female creating art, like these things are going to come up, but then people are mean.
0: Yeah. And it makes you want to shrink. And it's like bringing up an issue for me, I think that I just have where my whole life I've been kind of like anytime I feel confident, just really stomped down by Mm -hmm. people and I, I didn't even know I was coming across as confident. And and then people just feel the need to fucking, you know, show me how small I should be. And it's a f- constant fight. And like posting the video last week. The one about? Uh, hysterectomies. Yeah. It ruined my entire day. It's ruined like crazy. the whole I was I was like on a date with my husband. When we like left town. It ruined my whole day. I'm because, so sorry, friend. But it, I mean, it's all right. But it's like this. So there's two parts to this. Mm-hmm. One, I need to figure out how to not let that derail me. Like, uh, two, if you don't like the way I phrase something, you do not have to be a troll. Honestly, to behave, to be cruel, to attack someone. Why are you telling me this stuff? Do you want to help me understand something you think I don't understand? Then why is shaming me the right answer? Like, it hurts me and it makes me want to not say anything. But that's not how shit gets done. And yeah, that, but that just hurt. It hurt me. It's
1: hurtful. People are mean online. They're mean. You know, if somebody has a constructive comment cool i'm here for it or even pushing up pushing back against certain things and saying hey by the way the the origins of the word hysteria and hyster and all that stuff but there's a way to say things that's like hey i want to further discourse and there's a way not to and i think maybe a good rule of thumb for us in the future because the the more we reach people you know and hopefully this thing grows, we're going to have more comments like those that we got. It's just, it's going to happen. And you and I are not going to let up. We're not going to shy away from the hard issues. And so I think in the future, you and I need to figure out like, okay, is this a constructive comment? Are they pushing back against the idea? Or is it a intentionally meant to hurt? Because if it's this one, cool, let's hang with the discussion. I'm here for it, as long as it stays kind and respectful. But if it gets into people trying to hurt us and people dehumanizing us or other people in the comments, like I don't want our community being bashed and dehumanized by people who are hurting and need help but don't understand that. I'm not going to engage with those types of comments and people that choose to talk like that. I'm not going to do it because we're doing this for joy. We're doing this for love. We're doing this for community and anything that is outside of what those aims and those goals are, I'm not interested in. So you and I have to figure out how to get used to that. I don't know how to not let those things bother us. Yeah. I think that's
0: like a huge part of being human
1: mm-hmm.
0: is figuring out as a as a human being who doesn't have an issue with being wrong
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm okay with feedback on if I make a statement that is actually incorrect being told I'm incorrect that's not a problem I was not incorrect this time I phrased it in a weird way but I'm not okay with being treated badly and I think this is like an important thing to figure out because we've got to figure out how to be okay with ourselves and mm-hmm. and not let it derail us too much. But part of what I love about me is that I care about other people and, yeah. and my sensitivity to others and wanting to please people. I like part of that. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do I figure out how to let that not bother me? Yeah. That feels like, How do I figure out how to get rid of my humanity? Mm. (laughs) like It makes me want to cry. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get rid of that part of me. Yeah. But I really would like to have a good sense of self so that I'm like, oh, that's not true. One of my therapist friends a long time ago, was this is like one of my favorite things. She's like, we only really get hurt and upset. When people call us, things we're worried about being.
1: Uh, Oh, Yeah. uh, Oh, boy. Whew.
0: No, I'm worried about being everything. So, uh, (laughs) but this hit me really when she was like, you know, if someone told you you were being insensitive or you're being a bitch, that would worry you probably because you probably are worried about that. Am I a bitch? But if someone says you're a chair, you're going to be like, okay, no, I'm not. I literally know I'm not a chair. Uh." Mm. So if someone says you're stupid, it's like, oh, God, am I stupid? (gasps) What if I'm stupid? But if Mm -hmm. you know within yourself who you are and your intentions, it's easier to be like, no, that's not a me thing. Yep. So there's a balance. I don't know. But I don't want to get rid of the part of me that cares about shit.
1: (laughs) And that's fair. I struggle with boundaries. So I'm reading a book about boundaries, and she talks about them like, there if you are a castle and the most sacred intimate part of you is at the center of the castle it's not are you outside of the castle or are you in the most intimate part of the castle it's like okay there's out of the town in general and there's a wall around the town i can choose to let you inside of the wall but outside of the castle I can choose to put the drawbridge down for the castle and let you inside of the castle but not in the inner chamber, or I can choose to let you into the throne room, or I can choose to let you into that, like, my bedroom. We have choices and we have agency, and so when you're saying, I don't want to lose that part of myself, I'm wondering if there's a place where you can let those comments into, hold them weigh them, walk around them in a safe way without letting them into the, the holiest of holies, if you will, of your castle, but still guard that place and not let them into maybe like even three layers close to that, but you keep about at the fourth layer. Thoughts? Hmm. I like that. I
0: like those analogies. I think the problem I have is, to me, it's like screaming. Mm-hmm. Someone screaming is upsetting. I don't care how far away they are. Mm -hmm. It stresses me out and it upsets me and it makes me wonder if I'm safe or not. And they Uh could be outside or they could be inside and I'm going to be like, what do I do? Like, I don't feel good. So it's like this, the comments are like screaming. Yeah. And I'm like troubled by it. Mm -hmm. And it's making me wonder if I need to do something. Yeah. And they're muffled. When they're very blatantly just like some ignorant person, but when they're very like specifically pointed at me, it's hard, it's hard for me to not feel more threatened and more upset and then think about how I could have prevented it or done something to to stop it. Then I feel guilty for being upset by it. Like if you were stronger, the screaming wouldn't bother you. It doesn't change what I do which I like. I also like, it doesn't change who I am or make me think I shouldn't say anything. I I wish I hadn't sometimes because then
1: I have to deal with stuff. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if it would be helpful for you to remove yourself and say, I'm not going to look at any of those comments. We cannot engage. If we feel like, oh, this is one of those comments, you know, like I'm not going to do that. All I want to do is read them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which is a frustrating part of being human being. What do you think about that? I think that's great. I think I had to delete them from the notifications
0: because every time I opened the yeah. notifications, they would show you are a blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that would be really helpful. This is a practical thing you just said, which I appreciate. I'm going back to impractical for a second to say, I wish I could maintain my sensitivity vulnerability and heart and not give a shit at the same time yeah (laughs) I just wish I could do that and I don't I don't think that that'll ever be a thing like you know I've had like difficult conversations with people via messenger or text and I go back and read them and one of my friends and I used to call that like emotional cutting um Mm -hmm. because it's like you'd go back and read the things and, like, pour over them and, like, deal with the pain sinking in, somehow thinking this was, like, helping you. Um, right. And I think that's what I I was doing the day that it ruined my day. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, maybe if I read this harder, it'll make sense to me, and I'll be like, they're right about me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no. You know? So mm-hmm. I think that would be helpful. Yeah. Um, it would just be so much better if people were dicks just in general but we can't control other
1: people and that sucks it really does it really sucks but we can control us and when we feel like a comment's going in a a really hurtful direction we can choose to not look at it um and that's That's really hard emily i don't know how i'm gonna do that
0: well, that and that that too is why like celebrities don't read mo- most of the time don't read the comments at all. But the the problem mm-hmm. is we're trying to create a community with people. Mm-hmm. So if we ignore the comments, then we're ignoring the people that we would like to talk to, and right. ignoring the people that we would not like
1: to talk to. And it, mm-hmm. in order to know, we have to look. Yeah, it almost would be worth having an assistant that can go through the comments and hide. So, Although that gets problematic, too, when you start hiding comments, because then people are like, oh, so you really don't want anyone that disagrees with you? Like no discourse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's no discourse at that point. So I don't know. But I, I do. This is an interesting you know, there are several interesting things that have come out of this so far that I think are are, are fascinating. One is looking at ourselves and our reactions and our relationship to negative comments and trolls the other is that one of my friends the other day that i meet with several times a month she was like i know you and we're friends but i'm keenly aware of the fact that i know more about you at this point than you know about me and like even you know on a on a weekly basis because i hear what's going on with you on the podcast so I have that information. You don't have that information on me. And I was like, that is so weird. And I was thinking about how that must feel for celebrities, for people to feel like, oh, I already know you. And you're like, I don't, it's, it's almost like there's a power differential there almost where I'm armed as a non-celebrity person I'm armed with so much more information than you are as a celebrity. And that's weird and that feels unnatural to a degree. Now, I'm not saying we're celebrities or anything like that, but there is, there's definitely, I mean, i put a lot of myself on this podcast, not all, but I put a lot of things, a lot of myself into this and I want to, I choose to, but at the same time, it does create that weird thing where then people know you more than you know people just strange i think you don't have to be f- you know famous
0: to be an artist who is, is putting up vulnerability uh, mm-hmm. uh, of themselves like and then having it slapped out of your hands it doesn't matter how many people do it
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: you know like as a celebrity you're opening yourself up because you have a bigger fan base but it's still percentage wise probably similar and it hurts really bad yeah
1: um and then what's the alternative Mm -hmm. don't share yeah that doesn't seem like something i want either what i come back to is this we started this podcast because we were passionate about art creating and mindset we were passionate about our friendship And our very first episode on day one, we talked about that we are not for everyone and that that's still okay and it's still worth creating even if we're not for everyone. So I don't ever want us to lose sight of that because I think with fame or with being well known or whatever and you get bigger opportunities and then you know your thing the the podcast grows and and you know people have gotten famous for being online being online personalities and I think it's easy when those things happen to lose sight of your thesis statement and our thesis statement I believe and I'm speaking for you right now but I think we're both pretty in, in agreement is that our thesis statement is our friendship and our thesis statement is at the end of the day, it's about being true to who we are mm-hmm. and being authentic.
0: It's called honestly, dear listener, not hope you like this, you guys. Right. <laughs> totally. And it's not going to be for everyone. And we've said in our slogan, championing vulnerability, it's really easy to read in your mind, but not easy to say out loud. <laughs> championing uh-huh. vulnerability and this is vulnerable yep. uh even this conversation is vulnerable because mm-hmm. admitting that mean people hurt you is hard yep. i think we have a, a messaging that is like don't ever let them see you sweat you know or Or those bullies at school, you know, you can't let them know they're getting to you or they'll keep doing it. Why is that my responsibility? Mm -hmm. I'm here to say that hurt me. That's hard to say. Yep.
1: But our responsibility is then to get up and keep fighting in that arena and to do so daring greatly. Thank you, Brene Brown. I think Brene Brown might be the patron saint of this podcast. But like I, seriously, we do so daring greatly and we're not going to stop daring greatly because a couple people were upset about something that we put online, you know. I, or the way I phrased something. Right. Um
0: thank you. I really I value you so much as a human being and a friend. And also, I'm just so glad I'm not alone doing this mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Because uh, I feel a little nutty, a little hysterical, if you will. Already, I can't imagine doing this all by myself right now and then not have, I mean, of course, you're my friend outside of this, but having you as a partner in this podcast has really been a huge deal. And I am so grateful for you. I feel the same way about you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And reminding me that you said that the first episode. Yep. That we're not for everybody. And so thanks for that reminder. And um, I think we all need this reminder as Mm -hmm. people moving in the world, making
1: things and putting them on the internet. That's right. That's right. Well, (laughs) yeah. And same same for you, friend. It's It's nice to have a partner. It's nice to have a buddy on the journey with you that you can share the load, as Samwise Gamgee would say from the Lord of the Rings. So thanks for sharing the load. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much
0: for joining us with this talk that we had today. It's vulnerable and we
1: really appreciate you being with us for that. Absolutely. And just to clear something up, I want y'all to know that the overwhelming majority of y'all are lovely. We have received many kind comments and words from you. We just want to thank you for sharing yourselves with us and keep being your kind, gentle selves to us, to the Internet, to social media and to yourself, Emily. Where can they find us? They can find us
0: obviously on Instagram. We are on TikTok now, y'all. We are oh, really yeah. doing the thing. We are on TikTok. You can find us in the DMs. Uh, and also, you can email us at honestlydearlistenergmail.com at
1: or on our website, honestlydearlistener.com check us out on our website. We have an index of all of our episodes on there. Also, there's a bunch of show notes. So if we've mentioned something in an episode, resources, you'll probably find it in the show notes. So dear listener, we're so grateful for you. Thank you so much for joining us.